post. It's a good delivery, and Kizzy's there, and it's in! Joe Kizzy! And Jacob Greaves has touched it in! Welcome to the Anytime Notebook. Uh, we are here every single week, as always, to mark your card for the weekend across the EFL. Set-piece threats, rampaging wing-backs, forward-thinking, holding midfielders, of which I think we've got at least one of each this week. Um, every single one of them, though. It's a warm welcome in the pages of the Anytime Notebook. Regular listeners, welcome back. If you're new here, hey, great to have you on board. Joining me, as always, John Bywater. John, how you doing? Not too bad. Yeah, we've... Um... We always mention rampage and wing backs, and we've actually got one this week, which is a rarity. We've got a few, yeah. We, there's a yeah. couple of holding midfielders in there as well. Um, no, let's reflect a little bit defenders. on last week. What's going on? Not many defenders. No, I think I've got I've got I've got a cliched six foot plus centre half to add into the list. So to that, that'll for that please one. the regulars. That'll please the regulars. <laughs> um, minus four points from the opening week. Uh, not unlike us, but but what was like us was that we mentioned a couple of good price winners throughout the pod as well. John, I thought you were... Um, it was at least 10 seconds after Will Wyatt had scored when I got your WhatsApp message. Um, he was, as you rightly said, um, well, I don't know whether he was on pens or not, but you mentioned him for free kicks as well and he dispatched a very good one to see Corley beat um, Bradford 10 to 1 nicely done John mm, yeah it's uh, he's got something about him as a player I just like it I like it when defensive minded players step up and take the penalties you know and take the free kicks because it's, mm. it's not the norm is it um, mm. but as, as he said in a couple of we, interviews no reason why not really and uh, obviously he'll be on them now so Absolutely. Um, I didn't see the price this weekend, but I will do before the pod is over. Uh, Barley Mumba, which we mentioned, 8-1, to one, left wing back, right wing back. Half the world knew he was playing in a three up top, though. 8-1 to one again this week. I guess you should never look a gift horse in the mouth. Feels to me, John, like him, his kind of profile, the Barley Mumba types, what, 9-2, to 5-1 is probably the going rate for, for players like that. So back away as long as the people are dangling 8-1, to 9-1 to one in front of you. So, uh, and you astutely mentioned Danny Johnson's fantastic opening day record. I saw he got a goal, but he also hit the post as well. I think you'd, um, you'd kind of, um, yeah, the hat trick was the, the only thing you'd almost missed there. Not much else though, John, um, Mm. anything for you, any, um, thoughts on, on week one opening day? Saw a few shocks, didn't Um, we? New boys got turned over. Yeah. Saw a few shocks. I think people, there's a lot of people clamouring saying it. There's a lot of circumstance in those games. Um, that, And, you know, it's not like... <laughs> at the end of the day, League One and League Two, the old cliche, you do get these results. It's not the, it's not the end of the world for these sides at the top. Um, Brad Hills didn't score, but he got an assist and was in the team of the week. So does that count as a, a half-point, Gav, or yeah. We can't claim that. Uh, if you well, if you add it to a couple of chances last night as well, didn't he? I think did he get on the yeah, end? Yeah, he few? looks a player. I'm quite um, I'm quite impressed with him from what I've seen. He does look a player. Want to um, want to circle in the notebook every single week. Then um, 
Yes, it was a week for. Um, hey, if you, you know, don't let those preseason thoughts all kind of disappear from your mind. Don't chuck them all in the bin. If you thought that some teams were good and some were bad and they won, then it might tell you more about the um, the opposition. And we'll speak about um, where I think uh, conclusions should lie as we um, as we head on into the notebook. John, should we start with League Two? Um, I'm keen on. Um, yeah, they start in League Two and work our way up to the Championship. I'm keen on Doncaster um, this week. I was very keen. They opened up at 4.75, I think they went to about 3.6. John, well, I mentioned um, closing line value last week, and here's me talking about decibel odds this week. It's like we, what we've changed, right? There's, it's like we'll we're be, different. We'll be big in the States soon with this sort of <laughs> um, They probably should have got something um, last week at home to Harrogate. They missed a whole host of chances and then Harrogate hoofed a long ball forward, got a penalty. Felt like a bit of a classic smash and grab, but a new team settling in is going to take time. They faced Newport then, who I think might be very bad. That back five looked all over the place last week. So much space. I don't know whether what McLaughlin and Lewis are either side on wing backs. I don't know whether they, they, they did get forward plenty, but I don't know whether they just get too far up the pitch, but they certainly were separate they were um, vulnerable from set pieces as well. Sean Wally, all the space you need for the Accrington second and the third goal comes from the second phase after the corner is cleared as well. Stick all of that together. The name on my list for Doncaster then this weekend is Jamie Sterry, who scored on his last visit to Newport for Hartlepool. Um, you can add Rio Adebisi, Kyle, uh, Kyle Noyle, both right-backs that have taken advantage of Newport at the back end of last season. I think Sterry gets the chance to do the same this week. He had an injury hit season last season for Hartley but was touted for a big move I think actually he was in the in the mix for Stockport before they landed on getting Noyle in instead admitted that Hartley Paul just tried to rush him back a little bit too soon but seems to be loving life at Donny he's already scored twice this calendar year for relegated Hartley Paul as I said I think he's a good player and I also think 25 to 1 for one of his runs from right back is a player at this price against a Newport side I think you can probably get against in the early week so one point 25 to 1 Jamie Sterry from right back for Doncaster against Newport John what else you got in League 2 for us? (laughs) Very nice that yeah Newport look very very shaky don't they uh, with all the, all the all the regulars missing at the back or regulars from last season. Um, well, funny enough, you mentioned League Two, uh, the same game. Good old um, good old Richard Wood. Uh, I think this uh, yes. is a case of age discrimination in the pricing. <laughs> Uh, I think he should complain to the firms and say this is discrimination. Um, Eighteen to one about for good old Dickie Wood, as we call him. Um, he's about <laughs> fifty-five, fifty-five years old, but it doesn't matter in League Two level. He looked as threatening as ever in the, on his first start for Donny at the weekend. Missed a good chance from a corner. I think he headed over uh, as did, ever. Yeah, he managed to generate yeah. managed to generate a yard of space despite not being able to move. Um, but you know, you don't you don't need everything at this level, do you? Um quite how he can be six points bigger than my friend Aluwu is anyone's guess. Oh, yeah. So he'd be of the I thought a lot of defenders, uh centre backs were underpriced this week. Um, but I think he is overpriced. He'd be the closest for me um in the same game. So cure Newport one nil win, probably. <laughs> 
I think as soon as I saw that transfer middle of the summer, I thought, yeah, he's going to be on the Richard Wood's going to be on the list and going to help himself to half a dozen this season. Um, good luck to well, the, the full weight of the notebook then behind Doncaster, which, like you said, has only got one natural conclusion, which is a scrappy Newport winner. Uh, I'm going to stay in League Two. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get my picks done nice and early. Uh, Forest Green, I also think are interesting at Harrogate. I guess there's a take it feels like I'm taking a lot from this Doncaster Harrogate game last weekend but Forest Green look they they lost against Salford but they from all accounts they seemed pretty pretty competitive they just couldn't convert their chances and then Salford were just clinical enough to take the three points in the second half they had nine corners absolutely I watched every single one of them so Ryan Innes brings the height but I think they're going to be a threat from set pieces this year you've got Jordan Moore-Taylor who you know, a couple of seasons ago was 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 right slap bang in the notebook just a great penalty spot runner as as we know impressed to see Dominic Bernard done his time at centre back but got fought plenty down the right as well interesting they were linked with this young Everton centre back as well Reese Welsh who's six foot five you've got Innes at six foot six He's had a couple of goals from corners in the under twenty ones, which I've which I've had a look at as well. It feels like David Horseman, Forest Green, they're building this, you know, potential set piece machine. They look a bit lightweight up front, but they could they could get plenty or convert plenty from set pieces. I think let's get on that that um that uh, that nice and early. I think Harrogate's another nice spot here. They didn't create much, as we said, in the Doncaster win, but I can't ignore six foot six Ryan Innes, eighteen to one here, which um, I thought was probably a little bit bigger than he was going off at Charlton in his in his League One day. So one point oh, Ryan Innes for bigger. Forest, a lot bigger. Yeah, one point um, Ryan Innes Forest Green against Harrogate, eighteen to one. I think he was about 10, 10 12s regularly last season. Yeah, that's what surprised that's me. Noted him down, waited for the prices. When, surprised when, when he wasn't. wasn't when he wasn't suspended, anyway. Absolutely, so. yeah. Um, a couple of other notes. Hey, we'll, we'll try and do a quick recap of what we've seen in each of the divisions. But um, hey, Bradford lost. Stubbs was uh, Sam Stubbs was a doubt, and no surprise they lost again. I really do think he's integral to Bradford, looking secure and playing well in that side. And the only other thing I mentioned, John, is Mansfield. Who look, I was a back crew last week. And I was lucky to escape with some double chance returns after they went two nil down, and then and then uh, Mansfield had a had a player sent off. Adabisi's uh, uh, had a had a great header from a from a cross as well. Look, uh, Mansfield, even then when they went down to ten, Mansfield looked the more likely to win it. Yes, Crew, I think we're just running out a bit of steam at the end. By all accounts, Mansfield were absolutely exceptional last, what was it, Tuesday night as well. I think this Aidan Flint signing is huge for them. And I think after talking a bit on the pod last week about how they how they could start slowly, just completely kind of changed my mind. Actually, I know it's only two games from what I've seen, but to all intents and purposes, they're they're playing some some lovely football. And um, we said, didn't we, that Clough had figured it out when he brought in Alfie Kilgore last winter. And good to see that he is not messing about. He's not putting his faith in, you know, not having any injuries at centre-half. And they bring in Aidan Flint. And I think that's um, a fantastic signing. And hey, they could, hey, they could, they could, next few weeks will tell us, but they're certainly on my on my radar for, for contenders. Um we got through a League Two review without mentioning. I think was Joe Kizzy. Was Joe Kizzy the first player, or was it Will Ameson? No, I, think, I, think it, I was watching it was the scores. Joe Kizzy, then, then Will Ameson. I just thought, <laughs> here we go. 
<laughs> then, then we'll write, I think. That's, the first that's it three. for season, seasons back. Yeah. That'll be it. <laughs> we're, be we're back every season. John. Right. <laughs> John, let's head up into um let's head up into League One. You lead us off. Uh, this is a um we both had some kind words to say about this next selection, but you lead us off. Yeah, I don't think it's a player we've meant. We might have mentioned him in passing at some point um, uh, very early last season, but it's a changed model when it's Lassa Sorensen for Lincoln. Uh, 11 to 1 is available, and that is a one point selection. Um, the Danish ex Stoke youngster um, reinvented as an attacking right wing back late last season at Lincoln, and he scored three goals in the last four league games, which I must admit passed me by at the time. Um, it, you know, you could say at the time you thought, can he sort of contact, can he continue with that form? Um, if you look at the first league game they had this season away at Bolton, as obviously it's never going to be easy, but even there positionally, he was play, he was a right midfielder on the heat maps. So that's encouraging because that would be a game where they were on the back foot a lot of it. Um, he sort of carried through that hint he gave at them, not really a hint, the form of the last season with a lovely goal in midweek in the cup against Notts County. Um, it's worth looking at this one. He usual supporting role down the right, but as the ball breaks down, he cuts into the middle and he just, the way he takes the ball and just strokes the ball in from the edge of the box is fantastic finish. Oh, sorry, uh, really yeah. Composed. Like, yeah. Really composed, yeah. Good strike, you know, not 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 a strike of a of a defensive player. Um, looks to have fat and looks to now be. He's gone from like a useful sort of squad player. He was sort of he was highly rated at Stoke at one stage, wasn't he? Um, but seemed to just sort of fade out of things and didn't really do a lot last season. By the end, but now he looks one of Lincoln's key players, and I've seen a couple of people say that. Um, the double figures here. He's still priced as a regular wing-back, really, and home to Wickham looks a pretty good spot. Um, I think they're hard to judge, but they're, they're certainly giving up plenty on, on the judge on the first couple of games. Um, and I think, yeah, I think 11-1 to 1 is very fair for Lassa Sorensen. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that there's a lot to take. It wouldn't be too despondent if you were Lincoln. I think Bolton could could be very good. I don't think they would hit top gear. And um, as you say, yeah, Wickham could be could be going in the other direction. Some some imponderables to watch. Uh, talking of Bolton, Randall Williams. I know, I know you can go. We love we love going skint on this podcast, and we by backing Bolton winbacks um, or following them for too long. But Randall Williams looks another five shots from left wing back. I thought, considering he was far and away, you know the. Um, Got the most shots off in in League One last uh, last week. Nine to one against Cheltenham was um, mm. was a pretty half decent price. Uh, took a while to get fit when he arrived at Bolton from Hull in January, but standing start seems to be enjoying his football. Um, despite me saying that, hey, go skin following Bolton win back. So I'll probably um, I'll talk about a little nice little tricksy at the end of the day, which includes some of the players that we've that we spoke about already. Um, Anything else in League One, John? Yeah, it feels like a. It already feels like a massive game for Paul Warren for Derby at Burton, mm. doesn't it? Um, I didn't like his comments in midweek where he was hinting that some of the players that want away possibly weren't putting in a hundred percent. Generally speaking, I haven't got any stats on this, but when a manager comes out and says something like that, it doesn't end too well. Generally. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think a defeat here at Burton and the pressure's really on, maybe even more. Uh, having said all that, we good old Bruce Forsyth had a lively week, didn't he? Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, posted a few stats on the old um, on the old Twitter left wing back. Um, yeah, that is the position at which he, you know, his before his, his goal scoring performances, well, unsurprisingly, seem to increase. But three and twenty six the last time he played out out wide regularly on the left, I, I had to go back to. But um, interesting, yes. But I put here backable, probably not because he's about yeah, thirty two. You're not going to get the um, you're not going to get the thirty three as he is when he plays centre back, are you? But then again, he's more likely to score. So um, I thought, even though. Obviously, a disappointing result. Uh, Curtis Nelson looked quite threatening as well. Uh, Notice he's been well backed, but I just can't really. I've suckered into him a few times. He just doesn't really score, but he's, he's getting in and about in and about it since he his first couple of games for Derby. But yeah, I just think that's an interesting game. There's a, there's a lot of pressure on Warren, and also they're struggling to. They've tried to bring in um, Jordan Rhodes, uh, Michael Smith, and someone else, and they've been turned down by all of them. Did they so, get um, Waghorn over the line? I think did they? Did they yeah, did that's not that inspiring, those are. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, I've got a couple of, uh, quick look at the the threads on his signing, and we had Derby fans are going to be disappointed. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be. It's not an exciting signing as you're pushing for the league, is it? As your favourites for the league. Um, I Absolutely. thought they were very I, slow, very slow up front in midweek. Yeah, after watching bits and pieces the last few seasons, I thought League Two was the the height of where he might turn up next. But all credit to him. I will just mention Vale, uh, Port Vale, who um, we do like to give other podcasts a shout. And we shouldn't take, we shouldn't, you know, it's terrible to take pleasure from other people's pain but if you've got a spare 30 minutes listen to the excellent Ale and Vale podcast three lads who went to Barnsley full of optimism and have ended up seeing being on the wrong side of seven goals um, they don't hold back and it's uh, how you want to hear you want to hear the frustrations of being a, a, a supporter of a of uh, well, particularly Port Vale at this point in time in the, in, in League One. Um, that's a uh, yeah, stick stick it on. And hey, it's, it, it, all credit to the, the gents that do that podcast. It's uh, an enjoyable half an hour just listening to. Is, them. is it quite? Just I'm just taking a guess. Is it quite Port Vale heavy? Um, it is quite Port Vale heavy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you, no, good luck to anyone who does. Um, there's a lot of these. Um, I've forgotten the chap's name who's just started up his podcast I listened to it in the week it's very good um, sticking in League One there's another there's an interesting player that's come in this week uh, Alex Robinson mm. who's gone to Pompey from Man City uh, his, his price is quite there's quite a differential he's a short three to one but there is 11 to two available um, if he started which I don't know if he will yet it, it looks very playable uh, very bright in a short cameo midweek against Forest Green excellent scoring record in the Man City reserve and junior sides seems very highly rated I've seen a few things where he trained with the first team in the summer uh, will be used at Pompey as a number 10 it seems so if he started, then uh, the top end of his price looks pretty fair. So it's Alex Robinson is a, a new name. Good spot, John. Let's um, head up into the championship then. I'll let you lead us off. You've got a selection. Oh, lucky Leicester uh, last week. Um, 
but you can have that's a, a that was a good quality game that though wasn't it oh, oh, I would love to think that. that both of those look both, both Leicester and Coventry look at two class teams we shall find out though this weekend see if we follow it up but you fancy a um, yeah Leicester player to get the best better of uh, Huddersfield right yes indeed I do Gav that might be, <laughs> might, be a, might be a clue if anyone's listening um, not a name I ever expected to mention on this podcast Probably, yeah, very unlikely to even get a mention, but Wilfred Ndidi, um, 10 to 1 is around. Uh, considering it's Huddersfield, that looks okay to me. Um, if you'd said that price was around a few weeks ago, you wouldn't even look twice at it. But traditionally, being a sitting type midfielder, really, got the odd goal over the years. But in the two games that Maresca's been in charge for, he's definitely been more of an eight than a six. Um, and shown the other side to his game. Two efforts against your boys. Uh, I think one from a set play, one from open play. They only played the hour. But it was the uh, midweek or last night's game against Burton that I thought he looked like he was really growing into this more attacking role. Uh, lovely composed finish from just, I think, just outside the box again. Uh, was always looking to get forward. So he's obviously been given a completely different role to what he's played most of his career. And at this level, he's probably good enough to get away with that. Um, and he's, based on last night, he's adapting to it already. Mm. Uh, Huddersfield looked very exposed defensively already. Um, and I noticed in that, um, who, was the, who was the chap who ran through the middle of them last weekend? Like no one was there. Were they playing last week? Um, that's, if I could remember that, <laughs> um, I can't remember. I can't remember they played now, but it was it was like the parting of the Red Sea. I, uh, Plymouth, wasn't it? They lost. Um, they lost yeah, three one. It, it was it uh, was Ballymumba, yeah, Ballymumba. Yeah, they. Um, oh, our old friend just wandered through the middle, and a, a lot of that they weren't helped by Matt Pearson going off injured quite early on. Um, just think they look very slow um, defensively there. They just couldn't get to the ball and it, it just didn't look very good. Similar story midweek. They did have an early red card, to be fair, but I think considering the matchup and the new position, uh, Wilfred Ndidi gets a point at 10 to 1. I love it, John. That's our, the end of our main selections, which will, I have no doubt, Johnny, will disappoint a few people who I'm sure turned up to listen to this podcast thinking, I bet those cliched lads put Shane Duffy up for... Uh, uh, it was too, too obvious. I'm too obvious, wouldn't it? We don't. Begging you for mercy. Come on. <laughs> Hits a post last week. Um, I think he had about five shots, didn't he? But he, I've got him, I know, he spent about 80 minutes trying to oh, rectify it. So it headed everything yeah. at goal. Was not interested in putting it back across in the area. Five chances. I imagine he's going to be very popular. Eighteen to one for the for noise to visit Southampton. It's, but yes, it was the um, archetypal Shane Duffy performance. He made a mistake for their goal, <laughs> and then spent the net. He spent the next hour running around like a, a fly, trying to smash it in from anywhere. And it, the thing that wouldn't say put me off because the price is going anyway, but it's now 16's best, but that's, that's way best. So that, that's, that's, you can't argue with that, but that's just before we recorded, I looked at his, his goal scoring record at this level. Isn't actually that great, which has surprised me. Um, I mean, it's okay for a centre back, but it's not in that sort of 
top level for defenders. Um, another one that I saw, I think a team's worth keeping on to oppose in the championship is Rotherham. Mm. The um, injury list is already building, especially in defence. They've got Grant Hall um, pulled out of the game late last weekend. Liam Lindsay's injured. Uh, Shane Ferguson, a bit more of a wing-back, is injured. And Lee Peltier came on at half-time, scored, then got injured. Um, they never can have the biggest squad around anyway. Um, playing Blackburn, as ever, it's trying to find a, a Blackburn defender. Um, probably a case there of just looking at the teams and if Rotherham are as weakened as I think they will or could be then just, just playing the biggest price of a, a Blackburn defender so it'd probably be Dom Hyam or, or Walton or if he plays uh, Hayden Hayden Carter mm. always looks yeah. quite threatening when he plays but mm. yeah I think I think they're a team to keep an eye on because that, that squad is looking thin already uh, both fullbacks getting forward for Stoke which we've we've come to expect Hoover scored didn't he another good finish um, Stevens on the yeah, other swept side it, swept nope. it home well swept it he home. did yeah. thank you uh, excellent yeah first what 24 minutes in first Hoover joke of the season excellent notable as well that performance for um, Ben Wilmot winning plenty of far post oh, headers he won ben, the one won the goal for the uh, won the header for Vidigal's goal didn't he but he's always a he's a, he's a threat whether Stoke are good or bad so um not for me this week, but certainly a, a name to keep on the notebook. And um, hey, there was a few there, a few, whenever I find, hey, if, if there's a standout best price for, for for a handful, hey, stick them in a Trixie. You've met, we mentioned um, Randall Williams for Bolton. You mentioned Sorensen. They were two on my list as well. I'm going to throw into that Casey Palmer. Just, you know, don't worry about Coventry. I know it looks a little bit wasteful at the moment, but Middlesbrough is a, a great spot to, to get back on track this weekend. I think Palmer, he, he scored all four of his goals at the CBS last season. I think he's about 13 to 2 here. I, I think, you know, that those, those players getting forward from midfield feel like the main beneficiaries to me for this new, you know, Sims and Hadji. They don't, you know, they hold the ball up a little bit more and they let others join in the attack. You know, it's different to Jokeres, but it's not, doesn't mean it's worse than, than Jokeres. I think the mid, the country midfield contribute plenty this year. And I expect to see, I expect to see our midfielders, you know, knocking on the door of, 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 of double figures. I think Palmer played well, good, three good chances last week, turning up in all the right places. And the only reason I mention it, having a, a 0.25 point Trixie on Palmer at 13 to two, Sorensen at 11 to one and Williams at nine to one, which is standout. All three are best price at, at Skybet. Um, and I think the, 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 the treble pays about yeah, 200 more to one than, than the, than the closest challenges. So I'm going to stick all those in. So three points for me in the 0.25 point Trixie, Innis a point and Steri a point. John, you've got Ndidi for a point and Sorensen at a point as well. Looks like a good selection to me, as if that wasn't value enough. A couple of anti-post um, noteworthy players popped up on your radar this week. John, share those with us. Yeah, they're, they're just sort of mentions at this stage, both in the League One top goal scorer market. Um, I think Gav thinks I've just put them in because I can't say either name, just for comedy value. Cross <laughs> he, your fingers, everyone. He Here it have, comes. <laughs> he may have a point, to be fair. Um, the first one is Kusini Yengai. 
uh, who is best price 100 to 1. Now, the Australian youngster, well, he's, I think he's 24, at Portsmouth, he's had a great week, uh, scored the equaliser against Bristol Rovers, uh, only seven minutes on the pitch. Two goals in the cup in midweek, looked very, very sharp. His main issue in his career seems to be fitness. Um, reading back a few older articles when he was in Australia, he seemed to pick up a lot of injuries. Uh, I think it was something to do with hamstring, um, which you can get in younger strikers. Um I think it. he's had very few senior minutes. It looks like he's played a lot in Australia, but he didn't play a lot of the four games and he definitely knows where the back of the net is, cliche time. If he, um, if it looked like he was getting into this starting role as, as part of the front three, then that price would make some appeal just because of how unexposed he is really. Um, the second one is a player I think we mentioned in dispatches in one of the previews, uh, Promise Omashair. Um, there's 200 to one about now for Fleetwood. Um, more of a winger last season, but I just, just thought it was worth noting that he played as part of a front two alongside Irish youngster Graydon, who scored in midweek uh, last weekend, getting the nod over Jack Marriott. Uh, Omashair looked dangerous as ever, 0.4 XG, I think four or five shots. Um, if that is to continue and he continues playing as part of a front two, um, pretty decent scoring record from the wing last season. Maybe he can adapt to be more of a striker and he's 200 to one at the end of the day. So it's a name that's I think is worth keeping an eye on. I like that. They do, uh, plenty of XG comes from that Fleetwood side, didn't it? Who's the, the other, uh, Phoenix Patterson, he's in that. Uh, but I promise Amaturo was, yeah, Amaturo, I remember last season was, um, Full of chances that come his way. Hey, John, 29 minutes. We're nailing this, this new oh. season. I mean, what, what more do people want? You know, it's condensed into less, 30 less minutes. Less jokes for me, probably, I'd imagine. Less jokes. I think, yeah, we made it this time because uh, I realised if I just stopped doing 20-minute intros, then that's how we cut That's how we cut down. So we've, um, we've got to where we need to be, though. Um, John, I think some fantastic insight there. That's what you know. That's what people come here to expect. You know, you've you've taken a look at formations, who's playing where, where's the season starting. Plenty of clues already as we as we lead up to um to week two. John, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll do it all again next week. Um, hey, if you've uh, got any opinions, come and give us a shout on Twitter. Um, come and tell us where we're wrong. Come and tell us how to pronounce names properly. Uh, and uh, hey, give us some good links to um, some good podcasts to listen to. John, anything more to say on that? Uh, you've done a fantastic job at trying to end at exactly 30 minutes there as I look at the timer. But if I keep talking a little bit longer, <laughs> we can end on 30 minutes and 10 seconds. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Uh, whatever you're back in this weekend, be lucky. John, speak to you next week. Take care, everyone.